Welcome to Down with the Dig. I'm Shella. And I'm Matt. This is a podcast presented by the Ohio Laborers Union to keep you connected to your labor family. This is Down with the Dig. Welcome to another episode of Down with the Dig. Today, Shella, our episode is going to be a little bit boring. I get that joke now, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, it will be a little boring. (laughs) A little bit boring and a little bit about digging. Today, we're going to be talking about tunnels. And I don't know much about tunnels. Do you know anything about tunnels? Not really. I'm looking forward to this. Luckily, we are joined by an expert in the field. We're joined by Gregory Hauser. He's the Senior Technical Advisor for JCK Underground. Hi, Greg. Thanks for joining us today. No problem. Glad to be here. So, Greg, I'm going to just jump right in here and ask you to tell us a little bit about your background and how you became an expert in the tunneling field. I started doing uh, underground work about 1973, I think, 73 or 74. I went from there (laughs) to... uh, working for uh, J.F. Shea Company on the deep tunnels in, uh, in Chicago. And uh, I, w- I was just fascinated by them. And uh, I ended up being in Rochester, New York for 12 years. Uh, up to that point, uh, until I came here to Seattle, that was the longest I'd ever been in one place in my life. Uh, and uh, I was there for 12 years. I worked for uh, three different contractors. Um, Started started with uh, the Shea Company, uh, working on the uh, uh, Culver Goodman Tunnel, and then uh, I got a call out of the blue from Roger Foreman with Trailer Brothers, and uh, I had campaigned hard for the superconducting super collider in upstate New York, and uh, Governor Como Mario Como finally uh, uh, they had three sites that were shortlisted for it. And he requested the uh, uh, Department of Energy to take them off the list for all three of them. And it it, it should have been in, in upstate New York, but uh, the fact that it was in Texas worked out real good. Uh, that was Waxahachie, Texas. And uh, uh, I went down there with uh, Trailer Brothers, and it was Trailer Frontier Kemper was the joint venture on the superconducting super collider. And uh, we had uh, two sections of it. Uh, it was a little frustrating working with uh, uh, the, the Department of uh, Department of Energy, and uh, it was it was going to cost ten billion dollars. And at that time, uh, in the uh, mid nineties, that was uh, that was a lot of money. It was a lot of money, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. that was, uh, yeah, and it, and it still is, but it's uh, you know, but that was to to build it and to outfit it and to operate it for 10 years. I'm sorry, what is a superconductor? I'm not sure. <laughs> it was basic science, and it was basic particle uh, matter science where they would uh, spin through these uh, super magnets that were uh, down in the tunnel, and they would spin this around. And we were building a, 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 a huge project there. It was 52 miles around uh it might have been 52 miles in diameter. So it was like 150 miles around of tunnels that had to be built. And they would do it with these uh, super cold uh, magnets that would uh, accelerate electrons, and then they would smash them together. And by smashing them together, they would get all these quirks and quarks and other things out that uh, 
people a lot smarter than me understand a lot better, but it was basic science for the, you know, the origin of, of, of the universe and, and all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, uh, studies, you know, by, uh, nuclear scientists or, uh, uh, physics and things like that. So I've heard you use a couple terms like, uh, open cut and that type of stuff. Can you maybe describe some of the different tunnels that you, that, that are worked on these days? Well, okay, most tunnels these days are pressurized face tunnels. And by a pressurized face, that means that they are either slurry, uh, slurry tunnels or earth pressure balance tunnels. And these are, and this technology is, is fairly new. And um, by a pressurized face, it means that... Um, you you keep you you balance the pressure in the uh, in the tunnel face the excavating face and you you balance that with the soil pressure and the water pressure that's 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 being actually uh, uh, that's that's being felt uh, by the mining machine itself um, a, a lot of the my my early tunneling in Detroit. Uh, in Michigan, we, we'd stand there and we would see the face. I'd stand next to the operator in the heading and we'd be looking at the face and looking at, at the ground that we're excavating. Now with pressurized face tunnels, you don't see the ground that you're excavating. Alaska Way, that was all uh, uh, EPB, Earth Pressure Balance uh, Tunnel Boring Machine, where we actually uh, excavated with, with a a slurry paste that we create uh, using different soil conditioners, uh, soaps, uh, foam, bubbles, uh, uh, surfactants, uh, or bentonite and slurries and things like that to, to, to make a paste that you, that you have in the, in the excavating chamber uh, under pressure and you balance that pressure for all the soil pressure and the water pressure, everything is pressurized face as far as soft ground tunnels. Are coal mines, is that considered a tunnel? No. Tunnels, tunnels are, are civil engineering structures for, for the poor miners. And my heart goes out to those guys. You know, every time I, I, I see that there's another cave-in or an explosion mm -hmm. or something like that in the mines. The mines are... Are, are not nearly what we have in tunnels. In tunnels, uh, our product is the hole in the ground. The hole in the ground that they leave is, is, is a liability to them. Mm -hmm. And, and their, their product is the ore that they take out. And that's all they're, they're working on. And, and the, the mines, you know, and, uh, and I belong to the, you know, uh, uh, American Society of, of Mining Engineers. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Carian Miner, but um, uh, they're 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 after the ore, and they work on such a thin margin. You know, a, a half a cent difference in their in their ore and their in their in their ore that they take out makes a difference of whether they're going to continue mining or not. Mm -hmm. And uh, the miners, unfortunately, have not been well represented. Uh, they don't have a, an organization like Luna, uh, you know, uh, representing them. And, uh, and uh, those guys work under some tough conditions. 
and uh, and and they really uh, really earn their money. And uh, the tunneling industry is much more advanced and uh, much safer and much cleaner and much uh, more beneficial to the to the workers who are actually doing that that work. With the with like the tunnel boring machines now. Those going that actually makes the tunnel, so you don't have to have like men actually in there, like digging out a tunnel like you would a mine. We we've got two types of of tunneling tunnel boring machines right now. There is uh, tunnel boring machines themselves, either uh, slurry machines, earth pressure balance, or rock tunnel boring machines. Um, all have crews in the heading. They have an operator. On the machine, uh, steering it, you have a, a crew of, of uh, miners in there who, who do everything. They, they erect the, um, the uh, primary lining behind them. And the other type of machine is a micro-tunnel machine. And micro-tunneling means that you, you, your liner is put in as a uh, reinforced concrete pipe, RCP, or, and it's something that's inserted at the shaft, and you don't have a crew in the heading. Uh, the, the operator of the tunnel boring machine is really on the surface in, mm-hmm. a, in a container, uh, in a, you know, a steel, a shipping container usually um, that's set up, and everything is done remotely, and everything is, is added at the shaft, so you don't have people up in the heading. But when you discuss like the construction regulations and the hazard recognition and uh, involved with tunneling, and I know you have to consider, you know, many of the requirements such as site control procedures, ventilation requirements, illumination requirements. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those procedures? We've got solutions now. Ventilation's in place. The, uh, the air is checked before we go into a tunnel. It's checked before we go down in the shaft. Um, we have readings, we have uh, sensors up in there. Uh, we, we check the ventilation air coming out. We check the, uh, the air in the tunnel as we go in. First crew in in the morning uh, is going in. We leave the ventilation running 24-7, uh, 24-7, 365. There's always ventilation in there. We don't want it to, the, the gas to build up or any kind of uh, dead air in there. You want to keep the, the the, uh, uh, the air moving in the tunnel all the time. Um, it's well lit. If it's not, we stop work. Mm-hmm. We stop work and we leave. Right. Right. And we, we leave until the conditions are right so that it is safe to go back in. And we check it as we go. Uh, we don't work in hazardous atmospheres. We yeah. don't work in, in bad conditions. We don't work if there's a if there's a risk to the uh, well-being of our workers. Um, we stop and leave our machine. If we get to ten percent of the lower explosive limit, ten percent of the LEL, fifteen percent is what it used to be, but I think it's down to ten percent now. Our machine shuts down, and if we don't have good atmosphere and good air down there for our workers, we all we leave. We 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 walk out or. Or we take the Loki out. So, what what types of applications are tunnels used for? Obviously, roadways, some utility work. Anything else? Sewers, water mains, uh, big ones too. I mean, we, we we did one in Chicago uh, 
uh, with Kojima yet. That was the, the big water tunnel there. And we did it, uh, added a, a water tunnel and a shaft to it uh, while it was still, you know, uh, feeding water to the city. So for perspective, how big would that water tunnel be? It was 16 or 18 foot diameter. That's the idea big. of it, the in, internal uh, diameter of it. I think it was like a 22 foot uh, diameter uh, rock tunnel. Oh, wow. That we poured that we and, and tied it into it. Uh, and we tied it into it while, while the uh, uh, fascinating technology. It was, it was really neat to see. We had special divers that came in with special equipment and uh, did, did the uh, connection to, the, uh, to an existing water tunnel and, uh, and brought this other tunnel on in, into line with it uh, and you know, flooded it. What types of like, PPE do you use in a tunnel? The gas monitor is, is really the biggest uh, safety device that we have, and it tells us that the atmosphere is good and we can be working there. Um, working there without, you know, supplied air to the workers, uh, without compressed air systems, and we have all of these other tools that we can use, but to me, the biggest safety thing for for uh, protecting the workers mm-hmm. is that gas monitor. It sounds like you take a lot of safety precautions. What what kind of statistics are there? How safe is tunneling? I think it's the safest place to be. <laughs> but I think you're a lot safer, you know, underground in a tunnel than you are most of the time on the on the surface streets in most big cities. What type of training is needed to work in the tunnels? Right now, uh, the laborers, especially in, in uh, tunneling, are doing more and more training, uh, more and more uh, sophisticated training uh, with mining machines, with uh, underground equipment, uh, with the drills, with the uh, rock drills, and the and the uh, soft ground equipment that we use. Uh, they're doing a lot of training with that now. Uh, we're we're constantly looking for more people mm-hmm. to be in the industry, and a training program and a certification. I think would be appropriate at, at this time. Sure, I know our training center here in Ohio has both a soft earth and a uh, you know a rock uh, drilling uh, program that that you can go through and learn how to safely bore into either of those materials. And they they do the same thing up in Seattle. The uh, uh, laborers up there uh, have a, have a good training program and have uh, have quite a thing. That's where I think the unions really serve uh, the, the contracting business because we know we can get good competent workers uh, out of the out of the unions and we know Absolutely. that there is a good supply of them and that they'll stand behind the quality of their workers Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. so um, um, a big boring machine and I think you you mentioned Bertha something like that what powers that I imagine that takes a lot of power to to, to bore through the earth what is is that? Electric is it? Is it diesel? What what generates the power to, to drive that? It's electric. It's electric. It's, uh, most of the uh, uh, of the uh, big hard rock machines and the big uh, 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 soft ground machines, they're they're all electric powered. But we had uh, I think we had twenty six thousand twenty six thousand kVA. Takes a massive amount of power. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge amount of power. And they're, they're electric uh, motors that uh, power the, the, the cutter head um, for the rotation. It's electric motors that generate the, uh, uh, run the hydraulic uh, pumps that give us the hydraulic power for it. So it's, it's, it's pretty much an electric device. 
what do you think the future of tunneling is in the country? Do you, do you think that it's ever expanding or do you see that at some point we're not going to be able to tunnel more or what do you think about that? You read about the cities of the future and how they're going to be connected and they're connected through tunnels. They're connected through uh, uh, mass transportation systems. Every major metropolitan area in the, in the, in the United States needs to have mass transportation we, we need to get away from it. We're, we're, our, our roads are, are, are too congested and our cars are too polluting. We, we need innovation. Tunnels have been around for a long time. It, it's the way we're going to be able to survive. Not me. I'll, I'll be long gone. But my grandchildren, uh, my great-grandchildren, uh, that's, they're the ones that are going to benefit for it because uh, our technology is so well that we're, we're, we're living longer there's more of us, and we've got to be able to uh, to move these people around and uh, and communicate and you know transport you know from one city to another, and we're going to do it through tunnels. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think the tunneling industry is going to expand. It's going to expand more and more. We're going to have more and more technology. We're going to have people like Elon Musk that's going to come up with uh, new technologies for for the. Uh, types of transporters that we have in the tunnels and for how we build the tunnels. And, uh, and, and it's going to be uh, high-speed rail uh, needs to be in tunnels. Absolutely. They're, they're talking mm-hmm. about that up in, in the Seattle area. They're talking about going from, from Portland to Seattle to Vancouver, British Columbia, and doing all that with high-speed rail. And uh, I can't wait for it. I, I hope I live long enough to see it because it's, yep. it's going to expand mm-hmm. And, and that's how we're going to uh, expand as a, as a civilization and, and expand, you know, to, uh, to be able to support all the people that are going to be living on this earth uh, in, in the foreseeable future. And not just the movement of people, but also of water and sewer and communications and, and everything like that as well, right? All that. We've learned, you know, some alternative ways to travel of what right. we're used to, like with waterways and then now with the tunneling. Gregory, we thank you so much for being with us today and sharing all this great information. Yeah, I can tell that not only you're a, a, a valuable source of information, but you're passionate about what you do. Mm-hmm. I just love to see that. Uh, the underground business has, has been good for me. Uh, it's been good to me. And I... You know, the, the guys who build tunnels really work hard. They earn their money. And, uh, and, and they're great projects. They're, they're projects that help cities and help organizations and help, help the country. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's a necessary thing. There's going to be more of it. Well, Shell, I think we certainly earned our name today down with the dig. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> hopefully we learned about boring and we weren't boring. <laughs> you know what, Matt? I I really learned a lot. I was so thankful to have Gregory on here. And, you know, I was a little slow on catching a couple of your jokes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, my son accuses me of having too many puns. So <laughs> I told him I have a whole database of dad jokes. Oh, he's probably happy about that. <laughs> We want to hear from you. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions for future shows, please drop us a line at talk at downwiththedig.com. And remember to share us, like us, subscribe to us, and tell your friends. Thanks for listening today. Be safe out there. Well, now you're up to date. Views and comments expressed on this podcast may not be those of Ohio Labor's District Council or LIUNA. Thanks for listening, and let's be careful out there.